Alright guys, welcome to the very first episode of Fantasy Pain with Dustin and Matt. I am Dustin. I'm Matt. And you know what, we're just a couple of guys from Wichita, Kansas. We love football. We love playing fantasy football. We talk about it all the time and so we figure, you know what, why not just start a podcast and share the knowledge. So today is going to be our first our first episode and we figured, you know, well, let's make it an easy one. So we're just going to talk about running backs running back depth, running back rankings, sleepers, you know, whatnot. Um, so, Matt, so I guess, and, and we kind of figured, you know, the one and two, everybody knows, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, that's kind of a given. So we're going to go three through eight, and this is a PPR. So we figured top eight running backs, PPR. So, uh, Matt, go ahead and give him your number, your number three. My number three is <clears throat> Ezekiel Elliott. And I just kind of like him because, I don't know, he's, he may not be, like, finished as a top three back, but I'm pretty sure that he's probably going to finish at least in, like, the top five or six. He does every year, and he's he's just a really – I don't know, I just like him because he's a really uh, – I feel like he's a – He's consistent. Pick. He's consistent. Yeah. Yeah, he's consistent, and he's going to get the ball a lot. He just signed the contract, so, I mean, they're going to use him. Yeah. That's what I think. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and even with Tony Pollard there, it's not like he's going to take away any really any of the workload. I don't think that much. Maybe some of the passing game a little bit, but yeah, a little bit of the passing game maybe. But I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree with that. My number three back is also <clears throat> Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, he hasn't really had a bad season yet. You know, even though I think last year some people kind of thought maybe it was a little bit of a down season for Ezekiel Elliott. He still averaged eighteen point six points per game last season. Um, he only had one week with single-digit points in PPR. Um, you know, he's going to be the focal point of that offense, even if Dak gets his monster contract, which who knows if that's going to happen. I mean, everybody's assuming it is, but, you know. Uh, and, you know, not to mention he has an offensive line that if, if it stays healthy is going to be a top-five offensive line. You know, um, it's just a perfect mm-hmm. storm for another top-three season. You know, and like you said, even if it's not a top three season, it's going to be most likely a top five season. So, yeah, I think Ezekiel Elliott is, you know, the consensus number three. You know, you could almost do four through eight only because, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is pretty much the consensus number three. Yes, dude. So he's your three, too, huh? Yep. <clears throat> All right, Matt, what's your number four? Number four, Alvin Kamara. I, I like Alvin Kamara. Just because, I mean, I don't know, last year he had so many, I don't know, so many, he didn't have very many chances to get touchdowns, and I think this year he's going to get a lot more, mm-hmm. like, because their offense is still going to be good, like it always always is, mm-hmm. and last year he didn't have that many, and this year I think he's going to get more, because if you look at his numbers, like last year, it was like basically like almost as good as the year before, just minus the touchdowns, right? And everybody knows that those like fluctuate every. It's kind year. of fluky. Touchdowns yeah. are fluky, right? Yeah, and he only had like what he had like three or four this year, and he had like two or three in like the same game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was definitely the issue with Alvin Kamara last year was his touchdowns. Yeah, and a PPR league too. Like, you know he's gonna get catches. He's, you know he's got like eighty-one catches every year of his career. Mm-hmm. Exactly eighty-one. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of a crazy stat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, you know, he's, he's not anything get, but consistent. Yeah, you know, he's going to get a lot of catches. And so, I mean, I feel good about him in PPR. Like, yep. I'd love to have him in the yep. first round. Yep. Um, well, we're in agreement again. My number four is also Alvin Kamara. He's in a contract year, and, uh, you know, uh, running backs always seem to step up their game and uh, play hurt a little bit more often in their contract year. 
Um, and if the and if the extension doesn't get done, I mean, I mean that's and that's if the extension doesn't get done this uh, off season. Uh, now, I think a lot of I, I think he has incentive to get the extension done this off season because the free agency running back list for next year is ridiculous. I mean, there's like 15 starting caliber free agencies next year, so. He may get that 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 contract extension done this off season. Oh yeah, I remember that when you showed me that list. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, and, and and like you said, he he didn't score a lot of touchdowns last year. He had that regression, but he still averaged seven, almost like around seventeen points a game. So you know, he's still you know, I mean, he, he finished I think as RB nine at PPR, and and that was you know by far his worst year. You know, so I mean, he his worst year finishing as a top ten back, and you know. I mean that's, you know that's just, you know if that's a down year then sign me up you know, and so I mean yeah I don't think he's going to be quite as good as Zeke but I think he's still the clear cut number four. I mean you can argue for I guess this is where you can start to argue for some other players here, mm-hmm. but yeah, Alvin Kamara number four is mine too. Yeah, so everybody knows we're talking like redraft, right? Yes. Yes. This by the way, yeah, <laughs> this is redraft. This isn't dynasty or uh, best ball or anything like that. Although best ball, you know, the rankings can be kind of similar, you know. I mean, probably, yeah. probably very similar, really. But yeah. but yeah, this is just redraft, you know, fresh start each year. All right, Matt, what's your number five? Number five, <clears throat> which I thought it was going to be kind of controversial, but I guess not yeah. between us. But yeah. it's uh, Kenyon Drake, and I, I really like Kenyon Drake mainly because the offense he's in and his talent that he's had and obviously everybody knows that Adam Gase really like sucks the life out of a lot of players you know Mm -hmm. like all the ones like Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, all those guys (laughs) are fantasy studs now and he uh even Le'Veon Bell now that he's in New York yeah now he sucks apparently yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know I just and, and also I mean, PPR league too. He's a great catching back, you know, receiving back, mm-hmm. and so I know he's going to get a lot of catches. Yep. And I think Kyler Murray's going to take a step forward. And oh yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to help him honestly. Yeah, you know, open up the middle of the field for him and stuff. And yep, I think that's going to be good for him. And uh, yep, I mean, I don't know. Redraft. He's. I mean, it's a one one season, you know. And even though he's still he's already like twenty six or whatever, and yeah, whatever. He's not going to. He's going to be great this year. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's another player um, that you know. I, I I'm not sure. Is he in a contract here? Um, I can't remember. Or did they sign him to an extension? I don't know. Here, yeah, yeah, we need to check that. Yeah. But yep, that's it's so funny. I swear, me and Matt did our list completely separate, and <laughs> our our uh, first three running backs are the exact same. My number five is also Kenyon Drake, and I thought I was a little high on him compared to most people too. But apparently, me and Matt think alike. <laughs> Um, you know, because he's in an offense that has a ton of potential this year. Uh, you know, with the signing of DeAndre Hopkins, you got Christian Kirk on the other side. You know, you know Cliff Kingsbury likes to run that air raid kind of four, you know, you know four wide offense. So Kenyon Drake is, isn't ever going to be facing eight man boxes. You know, it's going to be seven and six man boxes. You know, and yeah, like and like Matt said, you know, he averaged last year. He averaged three and a half uh, receptions per game once he got to Arizona. Um, you know, and and he aver- he also averaged over 19 points per game once he got to Arizona. Damn, really? Yeah, <clears throat> that's so. I mean, yeah, he he was he was uh, he was a monster once he got to Arizona. And I have a I have a little bit of a personal affinity to him because my wife picked him up in free agency in one of our home games in Matt's home, Matt's league, 
and mm-hmm. and he pretty much took her all the way to the championship single handedly. You know, so <laughs> so I have a little bit of a you know of a personal liking to him because of that. Um, and you know what? I would just say he also passed the eye test. He's just one of those backs that passes the eye test. Yeah. You know, we, when you watched him last year, he just looked athletic, more athletic than the other guys. You know, mm-hmm. you know the defensive guy. He just outran him. He just he just looked awesome. You know, which is so funny to think that when he was in Miami, he was kind of a nobody. You know, and the yeah. only reason that the that the Cardinals even picked him up is because Chris Edmonds had a hamstring injury. You know, so then you know his first game, he goes to San Francisco and scores like twenty eight fantasy points or something like that, twenty eight or thirty eight or some some crazy number. You know, his very first game, it was it was awesome. So yeah. So yeah, Kenyon Drake is my number five. I think he has a monster season, potential for another top five running back. Oh yeah, Kenyon Drake. <clears throat> they signed like a franchise tag, I guess, like transition tag. Oh okay. So it's like eight point five million for just this next year. So so he is all that. So he's part of that free agency class next year. Mm-hmm. That ridiculous free agency class with James Conner and Dalvin Cook and <clears throat> Alvin Kamara and just Nick Chubb, I think, or or, or not Nick Chubb, uh, Hunt, a uh, Kareem Hunt. Too? Yeah, just oh, yeah. just a just you know? a slew of. I mean, there's more. I'm I, I, that's like just a small sample of the free agency backs next year. It's crazy. And he did good like the first game that he went that he went to Arizona. Yeah, like he got off the plane in like that day or something, didn't he? Yeah, it was that week. Game. Yeah, it was that week. Yeah, and then he did good all, like that. Game. He was forced into <clears> it because they didn't have any other. <throat> play. You know, Chris Edmonds was out. You know, you know, David Johnson I think was out too. And then once David Johnson got healthy, he was he didn't even get any playing time. You know. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Man. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yep. So it's funny that our top fives are the same. But all right, Matt, what you got for number six? Number six. <clears throat> okay, right here I put I put Dalvin Cook here, even though I think he might hold out. I just feel like if I was at number six and I was drafting, there's a good chance I'd probably pick Dalvin Cook if he was still there. But uh, I don't know. I'm still kind of torn on it. I, I, there's a there's a chance that I would change my rankings like if I got towards the season and he didn't and he still hadn't signed and he still hasn't signed you yeah know? I'd probably put him outside like the top twelve if he wasn't signed like right before the season you know yeah I wouldn't even pick him till like the second round probably yeah and so but I don't know as of right now I guess I'd put him number six just because like his upside you know like oh yeah last year man he was like the second running back I think the first what was first half, first half of the season yeah he was and so he was like the, he was tearing it up yeah and so that's I guess that's why I like him, but I honestly really, when I, if I if I pick him, I usually don't pick him like in the best balls that I do. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't really feel that great about picking him right now. It's just such an unknown. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's hard not to rank him up there because of the upside. If he, you know. Right. Right. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of like Melvin Gordon <clears throat> last year. You know, Melvin Gordon was in the same exact boat last year. Uh, you know, people wanted to draft him, but they just weren't sure. You know, and then I think mm-hmm. he did get drafted. I think he was... I think he went like the sixth round and, and a few of my home leagues around there, fifth or sixth round. And, you know, I think they got some good value back, you know, from him when he came back. But, I mean, I think mm-hmm. Austin Eckler kind of still, uh, I think, was averaging more points per game than Melvin Gordon. But, but yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook, I, uh, you know, I don't even have him in my top eight because I, I kind of look at him like an asterisk, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be, you're right, he would definitely be inside my top five, you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, uh you know, I, I but I wouldn't draft him if, if we had a draft today. I wouldn't draft him in my in my first two or three rounds because I think I think there's a high chance that the that the uh, that they're going to be in a stalemate. I don't think the Vikings are going to want to pay him what he wants because and again it's because <clears> of that free agency class next year. Why pay him, you know, 15 million a year when they can pick up one of the running backs that are almost as good for 10 million a year next year? Plus they got Alexander Madison backing him up. You know, mm-hmm. 
So they got, you know, so they got, you know, a backup plan if they need to. You know what I mean? So it's it's, I, I, I don't see this being I don't see this being played out, uh, favorably, before the season starts. So that's yeah. kind of why I th- why I didn't put him in my top eight because I kind of thought of it as would I draft him if before these other guys if the draft started today and I would not. Yeah. Do you think do you think the Pat Mahomes contract would make a difference to him at all? Just seeing like another player get paid and wanting him to like, well, shit, I want to get paid too. Or <laughs> if that maybe well, has anything will have anything I, to do with it. I know? mean, I mean, the Pat Mahomes contract is so different than any than yeah. anything else. I mean, that's. <laughs> well, I know he's not gonna get that much, but he might no, still want to get paid. Right? Some, no, I, like, no, I sure all the, I'm, yeah. I'm sure all the players want to get paid, but I mean, you know, that's probably why he's holding out it's because he wants to get paid and he's not going to. So maybe, so maybe you're right. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe he's thinking, well, dang. I mean, he he needs to look at Le'Veon Bell, you know. Maybe look at Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon because I mean, look what happened to Melvin Gordon. He ended up signing a contract that was not that much at all. You know what I mean? Took like not. I mean, he was he, less than what the Chargers were going to sign. Him yeah, for. and yeah. yeah, and if he would have just played out his franchise tag, he would have made like like fourteen or fifteen million last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have made. You know, that's what he's. I think that's what he's making in two years almost. Uh, I, I think that's what he's making in two years, um, yeah, you know, point. in Denver. <clears throat> so, I mean, Dalvin Cook is playing a, a risky game, and I think maybe he might come to a smarts and realize, you know, maybe sign for a little bit less and get that money now. Yeah. You know, instead of playing the risky game, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, there's still a long time until the season starts, so we'll see. His agent's smart. It's because he gets injured all the time, so his agent and him are probably yeah. like, shit, you got to get your money or you're never going to get paid. Yep. You know how bad it would be to be – that good in play and then just never get paid your whole yeah. career like yeah. really that would be awful like Scotty Pippen <laughs> you know Scotty yeah. Pippen was like one of the, one of the most underpaid athletes of all time I don't know why yeah. just, you know that last dance show just really rocked me man that's crazy how Scotty Pippen was just so underpaid but yeah I agree I agree yeah. I'm yeah. I mean but that's why these running backs you know they're it's, all, these players are, are learning that they do have power right you know for mm-hmm. the longest time you know they kind of just went along with it, you know, but now, you know, they're more and more, they're holding out, you know, they're realizing that they do have power, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, putting their own, you know, you know, putting it more into their hands, which is good. I'm glad to see, you know, cause these athletes do deserve everything they can get. I mean, they put their body on the line, you know, they're amazing to watch, they're entertaining. So why not make as much as you can, you know, plus running backs, they have one big contract in them, you know, you know, that's it. You know, you got your rookie contract and then you got one big contract and that's, that's usually it, right? Unless you're Frank Gore. <laughs> You know, and you're and you're just, uh, you know, somehow yeah, still playing at 35. But all right, uh, my number six is Miles Sanders. Um, you know, he had a great second half of the season last year. You know, I mean, I, you know, he could be maybe a little bit lower on the list, but I don't know. I just had this feeling about him, and you know, Coach Peterson said some uh, said recently had a quote saying that uh, Miles Sanders is ready to be the unquestioned leader of the Eagles. You know, I don't think Doug Peters is one of those guys that just does coach speak. I mean, you know, what I mean, I think he means that. You know, I think, I think Miles Sanders is ready to step up and uh, be that every down back. I mean, he did it last year. You know, the second half of the season, he was awesome. You know, yeah. Um, you know, he averaged over 17 points per game between weeks eight and 16. You know, um, you know, there's no real threat to to him in terms of you know losing carries. You know, Boston Scott is going to get some carries, but I mean, Miles Sanders is the guy. You know, and. Uh, you know, I mean, they got you know they got their rookie receiver, they got Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, but I mean Miles Sanders, he's going to be involved in the passing game as well. And so, uh, yeah, you know Miles Sanders, and and you know he's only was he a third year back now? 
Miles Sanders? Yeah. No, he's a rookie. rookie oh, oh, was he a rookie year. last year? Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so you know, so they're gonna <clears> want to <throat> take advantage of that rookie contract. So they're gonna get him, you know, the ball as much as possible. Miles Sanders is the guy. He will be the guy going forward for the next few years. So I mean, if you're in like some type some uh, type of keeper league, you know, he'd be a he'd be a high value target as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Miles Sanders is going to be an absolute stud this year. All right, Matt. You're number seven. <clears throat> number seven is um, another guy who might hold out, Joe Mixon. And I don't know. I love Joe Mixon, and it is tough because he might hold out too. But he's never. I don't think he's actually said hold out yet. I don't think he's actually mentioned it. But so. I think it's other people <clears throat> mentioning for him. You know, mm-hmm. I I because I've heard about it, but I've never heard a quote from him. But I've heard other people mentioning that. You know, because yeah. But. But, but Joe Mixon's weird, though, because it's not like he hasn't done what, you know, he's never had, like, a crazy season, you know? So I don't understand why people think he might be holding out. I mean, what's – he doesn't have any leverage, you know? Yeah. Um, my, I think he'd probably just hold out because of the money. And he he did good over the last half of the season last year. And he, yeah. I think he actually led the AFC in rushing uh, two years ago. Oh, really? Rushing yards. Okay. And I think – I don't know. it. He probably shouldn't hold out. But you never know with these people. They might want to hold out. And he's had all the off-the-field issues, so maybe he wants to get his money just in case he thinks he's going to do something else. Who knows? But uh, I like him because he tries really hard, too. You know, like last year, even when the team sucked, he, like, tried every game and tried really hard, even though he sucked at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I, th- I think they're going to want to sign him, too, because they're going to want to have a full load for um, Joe Burrow. Yeah. I think they're going to have everybody, you know, there yep. for Joe Burrow. And so, I don't know. It, obviously, same thing with, uh, with with Joe Mixon as with Dalvin Cook. Like, if it was, like, gets closer to the season and, like, something yeah. like he's going to hold out. or if he's, Even if he said hold out, I'd probably bring him, take him down the rankings a little bit. Yeah. But I just love the talent. And probably it might be a little bit of, like, close to my heart, too, like you are with uh, Kenyon Drake. Because mm-hmm. last year I, I picked Joe Mixon. He fell to the third round in that league. Yeah. And he sucked all season long, or, like, the first half of the season, and I almost dropped him. Yeah. I literally almost dropped him. And then he, like, basically, like, just carried me the second half of the season. Yeah. Know? Yeah, because so. you made it to the championship game in that one, didn't you? In the and Yahoo League? The Yahoo one? Yeah. Yeah, I beat your wife in it. Yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You yeah. Care. yeah. <laughs> Yep. yep. It's okay. I got revenge in, in the ESPN league. I beat Matt in the championship game in the ESPN league. Yes, you did. And yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna hug my trophy real quick. Because yep. of uh, I am now hugging my trophy. Because <laughs> because mm-hmm. of Saquon Barkley. Yep, Saquon <laughs> Barkley scored what like forty something points. Yeah, he he tried and to trade to me like a few I, weeks before that. I did. Remember? I tried to I tried to trade you Saquon Barkley for a uh, Le'Veon Bell and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh man. Yeah, it's because he he was just not doing anything for me, and I needed receiver help. Man, I'm so glad I didn't do yeah. that because this is a keeper league too. Yeah. So <laughs> he was only getting like five points a game though for yeah. a few games. He I mean, was he, he just had, he had a bad he just had a weird season last year. So, so I, I mean I didn't accept the trade. So obviously yeah. he you know. Uh, yep. Now Saquon now it was it was because of Saquon that I won, but it was also because of Anthony Miller. He he, he started Anthony Miller. <laughs> who got shadowed by Tyron Matthew that game, week 16, and scored one point. <laughs> and Dustin's a Chiefs fan, too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a diehard Chiefs <laughs> fan. <clears throat> Have been since birth, basically. Just just, just so you guys know that I'm not joining any kind of bandwagon. I was there through the uh, through the wretched Trent, you know. Well, well, Trent Green era was good for a couple years. I mean, the, the playoffs were horrible. But then the, uh, you know... Back, even back in the Elvis Gerback, you know, era and Steve Bono era, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. 
But that's awesome. Okay, so you so uh, Joe Mixon for you. Oh, and, one second. I'm a 49ers fan too, by the way. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, Matt. Yeah. Matt yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. So Matt is a diehard 49ers fan. So yeah, we had an interesting Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, we didn't we did not watch it together. In fact, I had to watch it alone. I just I was going so crazy. I knew I was going to be going crazy, so I watched it alone, and it was it was one of the greatest nights of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know it was. Right up there with my wedding. <laughs> All right, my number seven is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was the number two running back in PPR last year, um, but those numbers are a little are a little funny because he had. I mean, well, I mean, he earned it, but I mean, he had two games with over forty points. You know, so I mean, you know, but he also has a tendency to not show up in several games. He's done this last couple of years. Last year, he had he had five games with seven points or less. So Aaron Jones will win you a couple of weeks single-handedly, but he's also going to probably lose you a game or two single-handedly, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, he would be higher on the list. He was more consistent, not to mention uh, the Packers drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round. So, I mean, they're not going to draft a player like that in the second round if they don't intend on him getting on the field, you know? Yeah. You know, maybe not this year. You know, the Packers draft was so baffling altogether, you know? I mean, who knows what they're doing? You know, Jordan Love when you have Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Dillon when you have Aaron Jones. So, I don't know. I don't know, you know? He has still touchdowns from, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. He's going to, right, he is going to, you know, Aaron Jones isn't going to have the season that he had last year most likely, but, I mean, he's still a great, he's still a great receiving back, you know. Um, he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. Uh, you know, I mean, and the Packers don't have a lot of receiving help outside of Devontae Adams. I mean, they got, you know, Devin Funches and, a few, you know, and the other guys from last year, but, I mean, that's about it, you know. So Aaron Jones is going to have a lot of catches. True, yeah. Um you know, and I mean, I don't know, and, and, and especially you know, it's kind of like the Damian Williams, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire situation. I mean, you know, AJ, all the all the rookies are gonna have trouble getting on the field early on. You know, because of the coronavirus being, you know, they're not being any OTAs. Uh, you know, probably no preseason. Um, who knows if train? Who knows what the training camp's gonna be like? You know, so I mean, you know, when when you don't have time to learn the offense, how are you going to get on the field, right? So I mean, AJ Dillon may not even see the field for the first couple of games, and you know he's not going to he's not going to take over the starting role from Aaron Jones probably <laughs> this year, but he's going to take away some some value. So that's why he's he's down on number seven and not higher. Yeah. All right, Matt, what's your number eight? Um, my number eight is Josh Jacobs, mm. and honestly, I could see myself moving him above Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Eventually, and a lot of people say he's not going to get a lot of receptions this year, but he was injured. His shoulder was hurt like most of the season last year, and I heard John Gruden in the interview say like that was basically the reason they didn't use him in the passing game as much last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And but I know they got Lynn Bowden. They drafted him, you know, and he's going to take some. And they did sign back uh, Jalen Richard. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I still I I feel like uh, John Gruden's like an old school coach, so he might. He might be like Mike Tomlin and want to use like a bell cow back, you know. And I think I, I think Josh Jacobs is going to get a lot more receiving work because I'm pretty sure everybody would probably agree that that's the only thing holding him back from being just a super stud in fantasy is this receiving game. Yeah. And we had like 20, I think it was 20 catches last year or something like that. And so, I don't know. I don't think those rookies, like kind of what your point before is like, I don't think – well, Ruggs is kind of going to come in, you know, and those receivers are going to come in, but it's going to help open it up for him in the middle. And I don't think Lynn Ballin's going to come in and, as a rookie, play quarterback last year all season in college, come in and just take 
all the receiving work from him. Yeah. Or Jalen Richard. Like, I think they're just going to be like, they're trying to save Jacobs for the playoffs if they end up being that good, which they probably won't be. But, yeah. You know, so, so, so I think Jacobs is going to get plenty of receiving work this year to make him. I think you're right about that. I, I think you're right because I think <clears throat> I think John Gruden wanted. You're right. I, I I think he wanted to somewhat save Jacobs. You know, you know because he, I, he, I mean that was a lingering issue for him for a lot of the season that shoulder. You know, and so yeah, I think you're right about that. And I think a fully healthy Josh Jacobs, you know, is going to be more involved in the passing game because you are right about that. Uh, John Gruden is an old school coach. He does like having one back. You know, more. You know, or uh, you know, a bell cow. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and uh, you know, even though Rashard will do some of the third, pa- you know, third down duties, uh, Josh Jacobs could too. And I think you're right. Josh Jacobs is going to be a lot more involved in the passing game this year. So, because he was that was like a strong point in college. It's crazy mm-hmm. because in college he was that, but it's but last year he was like one of the best runners in the NFL. Like when it comes around the football, yeah. And now he's a he's a monster. Yeah, and he's good at passing. This, yeah, he's get him involved, man. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, like, and I think they will. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree with that. Hopefully, we'll see if he's. If he can handle the load, though, because he got injured last year when he tried to in college, he never had it. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of an issue too. Is if he can go through a whole season without getting injured, yep. getting all the touches, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, I agree with that. All right, uh, my number eight is Derrick Henry, and it's so crazy to think that Derrick Henry is this far down. You know, he's not even on mass list, and he barely made my list, considering that he almost had an MVP season. But the crazy thing is, even though he had that insane season last year, he was still only only the number five running back in PPR. You know, and that's with having a you know a running season that's like you know he, he's gonna have trouble matching that. You know, um, you know he's just not involved in the passing game. And then the Titans drafted uh, Darrington Evans. Uh, you know, and, and so and for for that duty for that exact reason, you know, for you know basically to be uh, you know a, a receiving back. And, and, and they've already said they want him to be involved, you know. I mean, I mean, Derrick Henry is obviously going to be the workhorse and the focal point of the offense, which is why he didn't make the top eight. But you know, he's not going to catch probably more than average. He may not even average a reception a game. You know, maybe one reception a game. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he, that's just not what he does. You know, he he goes between the tackles, he wears down a defense, and in the fourth quarter he takes the game over. That's in the second half. You know, that's what he does. Um, you know, but I mean, he's still going to be a plug-and-play, you know, type player. You know, you draft him, you're going to leave him in the lineup, you know, every every week, not worry about him. You know, that's still the type of player he is, but he's just not one that's, you know, I mean, even if he has another season like he did last year on the ground, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna outscore, you know, Zeke and McCaffrey and Saquon most likely, you know, you know, cause just because in PPR, you know, it's such a different, you know, PPR, you know, those those every down back or those those well-rounded backs are so so much more important and so much so much better you know I mean Derrick Henry is about the only back that you know that's like a ground and pound type running back that's even probably in the top 20 that I would draft you know what I mean just because he's so good at what he does mm-hmm. you know scores you know scores a ton of touchdowns you know has a ton of uh, you know huge runs you know so he scores a lot of points on the ground but just no PPR value so so yeah so that's our top eight. So just to recap, mine was three Zeke, four Camara, five Drake. That was also Matt's three, four, and five. And then mine was uh, number six Miles Sanders, number seven Aaron Jones, and number eight Derrick Henry. All right, Matt. What was your six, seven, and eight? My six, seven, eight was Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. So there you go. All right. 
And the next thing we wanted to talk about, running backs, before we got off our first episode. Oh, this is so awesome. I'm so glad we're doing this. All right. Uh, running back sleepers. So, and me and Matt kind of had a discussion. Like, what do you? what is a sleeper? Like, what do we mean when we say sleeper? Well, me and Matt kind of talked about it. We said running backs outside the top 25 in ADP, right? So, so as of right now, average draft position, you know, they're, being, they're outside of the 25th running back being drafted, right? So, like, the 26th running back or lower being drafted is what we consider a sleeper. You know, there's, I think there's a few different ways you can look at a sleeper, but that's kind of the, kind of the, the way me and Matt are looking at it right now. So, I'll start it off. Uh, my number one sleeper is Cam Akers. And I'm actually shocked that Cam Akers is being drafted outside the top 25 right now because I think, you know, he he's going – I think he's kind of I, – I, I wouldn't say it's a given. I mean, Daryl Henderson, you know, has a good chance to be the starter week one. Um, you know, they got Malcolm Brown. But Cam Akers is – was drafted to be, you know, to step into Todd Gurley's shoes. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be Todd Gurley, but, you know, he's, he, he's there to, to take over that role. Um, you know, he's, he's an athletic running back out of Florida State. And, I mean, he has a chance to be the starter day one. You know, if they have some kind of training camp, you know, and he, and he steps up, he could be the starter day one, you know, and end up, you know, in, in an offense that, you know, is poised for, for a rebound. You know I mean? They got a great coach, a great young coach, offensive-minded coach. You know, they're going to figure out a way to get Cam Akers involved. They're going to figure out a way to get him some yards, touchdowns, catches. You know, so he has a chance to be a really good top 15 type running back, top 10 potential. And you know he's being drafted at twenty-seven right now, and I think I think he's going to be inside the top twenty-five well before the season starts. So yeah, no, I I like that too because I think like Daryl Henderson didn't they draft him in like the third round like the year before, mm-hmm. and then this year they drafted Cam Akers in like the second round, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And so why would they draft a running back? And that was their first pick of this year yeah. in the draft, and they hardly had any picks. Yep, yeah, and they right. need O line help, and they need other help on defense and they lost Jalen Ramsey and they yeah. still picked him as a running back. So obviously they really like the guy. Yeah. So they're gonna use him and mm-hmm. yeah, they would have used Daryl Henderson a lot more last year, but they used Malcolm Brown like almost as much, if not more, when Gurley was Yeah. Out. Yeah, I, yeah, you so know? I mean I mean if if Cam Akers wasn't there, I wouldn't even know who to who to pick between Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's kind of a coin toss. But I think Cam Akers, now that Cam Akers is there, he's gonna I think one of them even has a chance to be released, you know, who knows? You know, maybe I think Malcolm Brown's kind of the third guy right now, but mm-hmm. but yeah, Cam Akers I think is going to be the number one guy going forward. You know, maybe not week one again because you know the rookies are going to have a hard time learning the offense with no OTAs and all that. You know, it's been all just kind of virtual, yeah, virtual OTAs right now. And so, um, you know, so this is a unique season for rookies. You know, it's going to be it's kind of like you know it's kind of like the lockout. Like remember the lockout. You know, like back in like 11, 011, those lockouts, so the rookies didn't have OTAs and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then Cam Newton came in and still ripped it up. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. 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 This goes by position by position, probably. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and, and, and running back is actually probably out of all the positions, probably the easiest mm-hmm. to get, you know, especially, I mean, you know, pass protection's hard. You know, I mean, you know, and they need to learn pass protection to, you know, really be in there on third down and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, receivers probably have a harder time, you know, learning the offense as rookies than the running backs. So, I mean, so he has a chance of being in there, you know, starter week one. So, yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, he's, like, probably the most talented running back mm-hmm. on the roster. Yeah, mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, without a doubt, he's the most talented that, running back, so yeah. I, that's, I mean, the yeah. gonna, hopefully the coach is going to see that. And I think the coach was kind of dumb last year with the way they used Todd Gurley. 
but I think Sean McVay is really smart. Yeah. And I think he kind of learns from that. So I yeah. think if Cam Akers starts ripping it up and starts doing better than Daryl Henderson and shows he's better, I don't think he's just going to be stubborn again. I think he's yep. going to use the running back that's better. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, man. <clears throat> Who's your first sleeper? My first sleeper is Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm which is probably a lot of people's sleeper, but he's still being drafted as the 29th running back and the 66th player overall. <clears throat> and that's in a PPR league too. And so, I don't know. The people that I looked up that were being drafted, um, uh, sorry, being drafted before him, Raheem Moster in a PPR league. Yeah. Like, would you really draft Raheem Moster over a Kareem Hunt? I mean... <laughs> It seems like Raheem Mostert's like the main guy, but <clears throat> last year they showed that he can just disappear from anywhere, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or any any game he could just disappear and technical Coleman could take over. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so, it was it was kind of frustrating, the, the 49ers backfield last season. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Mostert would have two or three games of being awesome, and so people would put them in, their li- put them in his lineup thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. And then Tevin Coleman would get the start or whatever, or get the bulk of the carries all of a sudden. It's, it was like it was almost it was almost like Kyle Shanahan was playing games with, with fantasy owners. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I would definitely take Cream Hunt over Raheem Mostert in a in a uh, PPR too. Yeah, and Mark Ingram, he's going after Mark Ingram in a PPR, which is ridiculous. I think. Wait, what? He's going after Mark Ingram. Oh, Cream Hunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the way it seems, it seems like Cream Hunt's just like the second guy, you know, and the other guys you look at Ingram. And like Moster, they seem like they're the number one, mm-hmm. and the other. But honestly, they're all just like a big. They're all committees, yeah. And just because one guy's supposedly the the one A, I don't think I think it's going to be even. And honestly, I think in those situations, whoever ends up playing better is probably going to get most of the snaps. Yeah. So I don't. I, I just feel like Kareem Hunt with what we've seen in his rookie year or two, you know. Right. And the, and the new coach coming in, so I think he's going to get a lot more rushing this year too because. Stefanski's coming in, mm-hmm. and even though a lot of the rushing that they did with the Vikings could have been because he's afraid of getting fired if they didn't run the ball enough, you know, yeah. I still think he's a run-based coach, mm-hmm. and so I think Cream Hunt's still going to get that PPR, those PPR points for you, but I think he's going to get more rushing this year. Yeah. Than he did last year. Yeah, and not to mention, I mean, if Nick Chubb does <clears> happen <throat> to go down, I mean, Cream Hunt is, I mean, I mean, before you know, before he left the Chiefs, I mean, he was a what like a top two or three? I mean, he was like an awesome running back. I mean, he was a great running. Back. He was maybe even like the number one running back. Uh-huh. You know, you know, on some people's boards. I mean, he was awesome. You know, and now he's you know now he's behind Nick Chubb. But I mean, you know, I mean, and yeah, Nick Chubb is the clear starter. Obviously, you know, I mean, top ten running back. Uh, but yeah, Kareem Hunt is still going to get. You know, I mean, he's kind of like the slot receiver. You know, I was even reading. I mean, not. I mean, Jarvis Landry is obviously the slot receiver, but. I just mean like you know he's you know he's I mean he's gonna be used as a receiver a lot just you know and you know I mean him and Chubb both are gonna be out there you know so I mean there's potential just for you know just for PPR I mean there's tons of PPR points that are gonna go around between him and Chubb so yeah I agree with that Kareem Hunt is gonna be awesome he's been he's been working with the receivers yeah like working out with them yeah so because he wants to get on the field you know he wants to play and he knows that he's behind Chubb and you're right. He he will get some uh, some rushing opportunities, but I think he understands his value is most likely mm-hmm. going to be in the receiving game this year. Yeah, he's another one of those free agents. Uh, you know, part of that free agency list for next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. My right. number two sleeper is Jordan Howard. 
So this is kind of a weird one, I know. I mean, I, I don't know if he, people even know really where he is right now, but he's in Miami. Um, you know, I think I, I, I was trying to find the stat. I, I read it the other day, and from 2016, I think until two, between 16 and 18, you know, he was, I don't think he played much last year, but between 16 and 18, he had the second most receiving, or I'm sorry, second most rushing yards in the, in the entire league. I mean, you know, Jordan Howard is a good running back. He's at, he's a career average 4.3 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, I mean, yeah, he's down there with Matt Breida, but Jordan Howard, you know, is, it's kind of a uh, kind of you know known that he's going to be the goal line back, and he has a chance to be the every down back. You know, because I mean, for one thing, Breida can't stay healthy. Um, you know, so so I mean, Jordan Howard has a chance to be an every down back in an offense that's on the up and up. You know, a team that's on the up and up. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, and he's, his ADP is 38. You know, he's the 38th running back taken. So, at that point, there are, you know, the running backs are so thin. And if you can find a running back that, that's getting goal line carries, you know, that's getting touchdowns and has a chance to also be maybe an every down back, that's really, really good value. You know, because, I mean, this is sleepers, right? We're, you know, we're talking about sleepers. So, these are kind of stretches, you know, hopefuls. And, at, you know, at the 38th running back taken, he's – you know, there's a good chance that he could be the guy in Miami. So I think that's really good value. Could be an absolute steal. Yeah, you're right. Like on like, because it's hard for me to like bash on people's sleepers. You know, because that's what they are. They're like hopefuls and shots in the dark. But I guess I'll just say what I feel about Jordan Howard. Like, it's a PPR league, so I don't know. Like, I yeah, feel like he he, PPR. he doesn't have any like PPR upside really. Mm-hmm. But and I I really don't, would hate to have him on my roster. Yeah. But I guess like. You know, yeah, the 38th running back overall for a guy who's probably going to get most of the rushing yards, I don't think it's bad at all. Yeah. I would definitely, I mean, yeah, cause I mean, running I, back I, in I th- the roster. Right. No, yeah. No, I agree with that. Right. Yeah. He, he could be your fifth or sixth running back on the roster. You know, I mean, if you have that many, you know, that's what I mean. You know, it's it's more of a stash and, and wait and see type of player. You know, he's not going to be your starter week one, but, you know, he could be, a, you know, if he ends up, you know, taking over, you know, you're right. And he's not going to be the, the, the pass catching back. You know, it's never been his thing either, but. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Yeah, I don't really hate it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be their starting running back, probably. Yeah. He's been good every year he's played. You're right, you're right. And he's, you know, he averages over almost four and a half yards mm-hmm. a carry, you know, so he's good. You know, he's a good runner, so. Definitely if it was a standard league, if anybody ever plays those anymore. Yeah, I would definitely standard league. Yeah, yeah, do people you. even play standard <laughs> leagues anymore? I mean, I, I, know. I know they do, I'm kidding, but PPR has definitely taken over. That's yeah. why we're basing everything on PPR. It's yeah. all we play. Yep, love PPR. Yep. All right, Matt, what's your number two sleeper? My my number two sleeper is J.K. Dobbins, and he, he's being drafted as the number 30 running back. The number 30 running back and number 94th player overall. And I just think, man, he's – as a 30th running back overall being drafted, I feel like his upside is way higher than that. Like, I know Mark Ingram doesn't get injured a lot. Yeah. But if anything did, were to happen for him, he would be probably, like, for sure top ten running back minimum, you would think, in that offense, you know? Yeah. And so, and I know that Lamar Jackson doesn't usually <clears throat> throw to his running backs a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes running quarterbacks don't dump it off. They decide just to run with it instead. Yeah. But I know this year he said he wanted to pass more. And I feel like maybe, like, this year he's going to try want to try to stay healthy more. Yep. So I feel like he might – try to dump it off more and be smart. He seems like a smart quarterback when it comes to that. Like, he runs out of bounds, and I think he understands if he wants a long career in the NFL, he's going to have to be smart. And I think yeah. he already understands that. I don't know if it's Jim Harbaugh is a good coach or him being smart or a combo of both. Just everything, yeah. 
combat. But, <clears throat> and I don't know if uh, I mean think of J.K. Dobbins. They're trying to win. J.K. Dobbins takes off for a couple sixty-yard runs or something this year. Stuff that Mark Ingram like can't do. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to get a lot more playing time. Yep. And not not to mention the last year. Do you know how many times they benched their starters going into the fourth quarter? You know. And uh, last year they they benched their starters so many times. And it's this year if they're that good and they're winning games and stuff. And mm-hmm. Mark Ingram like. I mean, J.K. Dobbins might be the guy they end up benching, but if not at the beginning of the year, Ingram will be the guy benching, and Dobbins will get, like, yes. a lot of carries at the end of the game. Like, like, trash time carries, basically, right? Like, the garbage time. Like, you know, like you know, the game's over, so the backups come in. Yeah, and he'll still get during the game a lot, yeah. too, I think, but he'll, they might do that just to get him Some used time. to the NFL yeah. with no preseason and all yeah. that, you know, they yep. might. So. No, J.K. Dobbins mm-hmm. is going to be the man, man. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's he was such a good running back in college. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's such an amazing athlete. He's, you know, in in Mark Ingram, I think he's mm-hmm. almost, is he thirty? Is he thirty or is he twenty nine? He's either twenty nine yeah, or thirty. Yeah, I think he's thirty. Yeah, so I mean, Mark Ingram's got, you know, this might be his last. This is his last year, I'm, I'm guessing, with Baltimore. I mean, they don't draft J.K. Dobbins because they're going to keep Mark Ingram past this year. But I mean, I mean, J.K. Dobbins might even be so good that he supplants Mark Ingram, you know, in the first couple games. Who knows? You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. And they're so good. I still believe they're like <clears throat> still so good. Like. They might clinch a playoff spot like early in this, like you know, like they did last year, pretty early, and they might want to like conserve Mark Ingram for the playoffs. Yeah. So they might want to, you know, str- you know, they might play Gus Edwards and Justice Hill a little bit more. But I'm sure Jacob Dobbins would be like the lead guy in that group. If yeah. They did that. Well, I don't think they're gonna carry all four of those running backs. You think I, they're gonna let go? One yeah, of one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I would guess so. I don't know. I don't think teams usually have four running backs on the roster. I don't know. The, the Ravens might though. The, yeah. The 49ers do. Yeah. The 49ers. Yeah, that's yeah. a special offense. The Ravens so. probably would with that kind of offense. Yeah, that's so. true too. Who knows? I think they're on their contract. Too. But yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, that's what you're saying though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Dobbins is the clear number two though. There already, you know, that's yeah. that's kind of. A... So. All right. That's my number two. Good, good. All right, man. My number three is Damian Williams. So. Yeah, I mean, it's yes, it's known that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be the man in Kansas City. You know, they didn't draft him in the first round because to back up Damian Williams. However, it's just, again, like we've been talking about, you know, with the coronavirus, you know, there's been no offseason. There's been no time for him to get acclimated to the offense. You know, there's no, you know, maybe no training camp, maybe no preseason, probably no preseason. So, and Damian Williams, you know, has been there for a couple years with Patrick Mahomes now. He knows the offense. Um... You know, so even if even if Damian Williams is only the starter for what the first five or six weeks, you know he's he's the thirty sixth running back taken. Yeah. So I mean, those <clears> first <throat> five or six weeks, you know, you can you're gonna get a starter, you know, in the what eighth or ninth round, you know, you know. So I mean, that's, I mean, that's you know that's just really good value, and uh and I mean the, and the other thing is that Andy Reid does not let players on the field that don't learn pass protection. Um, you know, just ask Darwin Thompson about that. Yeah. You know, Darwin Thompson is a talented guy, but he did not get on the field hardly at all last year. A little bit towards the end, but it was because he could not learn pass protection. And they're not going to let their, you know, half a billion dollar quarterback get hurt because because they're rookie because they want their rookie running back to get a few extra snaps. That's a good point. Yeah. So if he doesn't learn the offense and pass protection in particular, especially, he's not going to get on the field. So Damian Williams. Uh, you know, will be the starter. Will be the the guy on opening day. I can almost guarantee that, um, and and probably for a few weeks after that. So I mean, you know, if the 36 running back taken, you're going to get a starter for the first few weeks. So you, 
if you plan on taking Williams, maybe you could take him a little bit earlier than what he's going and maybe go a little bit wide receiver heavy, knowing that you're going to have a starter for the first few weeks, you know, uh, with a running back that you're going to take in the eighth or ninth round. You know, just just a little strategy idea. Yeah, I, I like Damian Williams because, like, <clears throat> I mean, last year he didn't get, like, most of his points came off, like, a couple runs or something like that, but maybe he was dealing with injuries and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he but was injured, yeah. We don't even know if, like, Clyde Edwards or Hilaire is even good really yet. I mean, yeah, he could be. I mean, everybody's I assuming he is. he is, right? It's kind of assumed, but yeah, you're right. What if he's not? Yeah. What if he's not good in the NFL, and right. Dane Williams is going to take over and be yeah. Kansas City Chiefs' lead back the whole right. season. <laughs> right, and, and that 36. offense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that offense is. So, I mean, I mean, whatever the starting running back is in that offense has top 10 potential, you know, is a top 10, you know, just because of the offense they're in. Yeah. So, So yeah, I, li- I like it too. I like, like that. Good. Awesome. All right, Matt. Okay. My number three. It's kind of like a super deep sleeper, maybe. Redraft, I don't know, honestly, if I have him on very many of my teams. But it's uh, Joshua Kelly, and he's a rookie for the Chargers. Mm -hmm. And I guess the main reason I like him is, I honestly, I I don't know a whole bunch about his profile. I don't know a whole bunch about it, but I know he's the biggest back that the Chargers have. And so he's probably going to get a lot of goal, down, goal line work. Yep. And the coaches have already said that Justin Jackson are, is on, like, a short leash as the number two back. Mm-hmm. And if they're saying that already after they drafted this guy, obviously they want to play him. Yeah. There. And he uh, – and the main reason is his ADP. Like, he's, like, the 59th running back taken. Like, the 192nd Yeah, <laughs> so that's, like, like, that's like, like, late, late, late rounds. Yeah, like, 10-team, like, leagues. You're playing in a 10-team league, you know? He could, I mean, he could probably be in free agency, maybe. Yeah, know? 10th, 12th, yeah, 13th, 14th round, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You're right. And so, I mean, that's kind of like, I guess that's one, my one, that's why I'm biased from the number three is because it's my least hopeful one of my yeah. three. You but know, it's, yeah, but I mean, year. yeah, but I mean, that's a super sleeper. So, I, mean, I mean, that's a good pick, you know I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, if you're down that far and you see and you see Joshua Kelly, why, yeah, why not take him, you know? Yeah. Because you're right about that. I mean, he's going to get goal line work, and if it's, you know, you if it's one of those weeks where you have, you know, three of your starting running backs or two of your starting running backs on bye or something, you know, he could be one of those running backs that you that you are at least hopeful that he gets a touchdown, mm-hmm. right? And, and I like, I don't know, I like getting, like, rather than having, like, a bunch of receivers, mm-hmm. like, on my bench, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's, like, a million receivers in free agency that are probably about as good as mine, and I'm going to be able to pick them up, but I feel like if you get... Those young running bats, backs that hit, like Alvin Kamara's yeah. rookie year. If you if you take a chance on a couple of those guys, and you get one or two of those guys, and you already have like Zeke and Miles Sanders or something mm-hmm. drafted before, like your team's gonna be like a super team. Yeah. Like you know, if you get those stud running backs, like those are like so hard to come by. And, oh yeah. And fantasy, so I feel like take a chance to get those whenever you can. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, every year my my <clears throat> bench is full of running backs. You know, a few receivers, but always more running backs because, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's all about running. You're right because there's so many receivers. You know, there's you know there's usually two you know, there's two or three starting receivers per team. There's only one starting running back per team. You know, so it's yeah. There's yeah. So yeah, you want to try to get as many good running backs as you can. So yeah. yeah you good. picked up Devontae Parker in that league, like in like week ten or something. Yeah, yeah. I got Devontae <laughs> Parker free agency last year in week ten, and he carried me to the championship game. <laughs> yeah, like yep. when are you gonna pick up a running back that's gonna be a top ten running back? Like yeah, ever in free agency. See. Well, Kara did with Kenyon Drake. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> yeah. like once every five years. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like so. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. You're right. All right, number <clears> four. <throat> My number four is Alexander Madison, and it's for the reasons we spoke on earlier with Dalvin Cook. 
Dalvin Cook is on, you know, is on a holdout. Is currently in a holdout um, because he wants a contract. The Vikings don't seem like they want to give him a contract. So this is probably going to go into the season. Alexander Madison will then be the starting running back for who knows how many weeks. Could be up until week, you know, because uh, you know, uh, it could be like Melvin Gordon. He comes back around week ten. Um, or or he could hold out the whole year like Le'Veon Bell. You know, I don't know. Um, and in that, and Alexander Madison has shown that he can be a good running back. You know, in in place of Dalvin Cook. And so I mean, you know, and he's being drafted as a forty third running back right now. So if you can get him, you know, as you know, I I would even take him a little bit away. I I would say way earlier than that. Like maybe like around like thirty five. You know, thirty fourth or thirty fifth running back taken because forty third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty third running back taken, Man. and uh, if he starts, I, he's going to finish yeah. like way above that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he, I mean, he's he's going to be a top twenty running back, you yeah. know, during the time that he's playing, because I mean, he's he's in an offense that likes to run the ball. You know, that's one thing. He he's proven that he can be a great running back. You know, he he's he's not as good of a receiving back as as Dalvin Cook, but he can receive. But he's he's adequate. You know, he's adequate in that area. So. I mean, for the forty-third running back taken, that's pretty good value for Alexander Madison, I would say. So, yeah, there you go, number four. Okay, so I'm supposed to do my number four. Yep. What's your number four, well, Matt? I thought, I thought we were only doing three, so I only did three. Oh, that's all right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wing it. Okay. I'm looking at the fantasy pros uh, ADP for running backs here. Yeah, that's fine. And I definitely see one, one here late that I like. <clears throat> and. Philip Lindsay, yeah. mm. running back forty. <laughs> That's you crazy. Know? That's He's crazy. running back forty. Yeah, Jeez. running back forty, and I, I know Melvin Gordon's there, and he's probably going to be the main guy. But Melvin Gordon's been injured a lot in his career. Yeah. And Philip Lindsay has shown that he's been good every every year. I mean, it's his third year. Both years he's been good as an undrafted free agent. And they're not gonna. I mean, they like Philip Lindsay. You know, I think mm-hmm. John Elway, for one thing, is proud. You know, as a general manager, picking up Philip Lindsay. You know, I mean, he's. You know he's taken a couple of, of of you know of beatings in the media because of his of his terrible quarterback picks. Mm-hmm. So I think you know he's not gonna he's not gonna let you know Philip Lindsay just go by the wayside. You know I mean he he likes Philip Lindsay, so Philip Lindsay's gonna get playing time. Mm-hmm. And for being the guy the fortieth uh, running back taken, that's that's crazy to me, man. He's being picked after Tariq Cohen. <laughs> well, I don't mean Jordan Howard after. Uh, Sony Michelle in a PPR. Yeah, in a PPR, man. Ugh, yeah, no way. Yep, and you're right. And, and not to mention, I mean, he's going to get work even with Melvin Gordon in there. Ronald Jones. And but I mean, if Melvin Gordon goes down, Philip Lindsay's value just skyrockets, just skyrockets. Yeah. So honestly, yeah, I don't like none of these running backs. I like picking later up, <clears throat> later in these rounds, you know, because yeah. I always pick running backs early, and then I'll pick maybe like one or two later, and I'll get receivers in these rounds. But if I were to Pick one in these rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would like Phil Lindsay would be one that I yeah. might have in for sure. Yep, I totally agree. Um, all right, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and because I did make a, a list of five. So Matt, you, you don't got to do your fifth, you know, a fifth one. But I'm just gonna go ahead and say my number five. It's uh, James White. Uh, he's being drafted as a 31st running back. You know, and at first I wasn't even gonna, you know, I mean I wasn't really gonna mention him, you know, but but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, man, him and Cam Newton have the potential to be a great match. You know, Cam Newton likes to dump off to his running backs. You know, he, you know, he, I mean, he dumped off to Christian McCaffrey all the time in, you know, not just on third down, but in the red zone. You know, he looked for Christian McCaffrey a lot. And that was James White's, uh, you know, bread and butter was third down, obviously, and uh, in red zone. 
And so, um, you know, I mean, who knows what the offense is going to look like, you know, uh, with Cam Newton. I don't, you know, I mean, they could be great. They could just be average. But, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be blowing people out. So they're going to be, you know, having to, having to have some fourth-quarter drives. So I don't think – so I think James White is going to be involved a lot, you know, because, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, the problem with James White in the past was that, you know, he like half the games the Patriots would be blowing the team out. So he would never be on the field, you know. It'd be maybe whatever, you know, Sony Michelle or whoever. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, but whenever the games were close, James White would then have you know an amazing game, you know. So he was always one of those running backs that, you know, you wanted to start, but you were afraid to because you were afraid, man, is he only going to get me four points, or is he going to get me twenty-four points, you know? So, uh, so yeah. So I think I think him and Cam Newton have the potential to be a really great match, and being the thirty-first running back taken. I would be glad to have him on my roster. You know, I, um, you know, just kind of, you know, again, he wouldn't be one of my top three backs, but you know, maybe my fourth or fifth back, no problem, no problem. Okay. Well, I won't say my fifth, <clears throat> but like I guess I'll just say like one thing is like when I'm drafting like running backs, you know, like or when I'm in the draft and I'm getting down to the end and I already have my my starters and stuff and like basically my my second backup and stuff mm-hmm. or my third fourth guy, like I don't know when I'm getting down here and I'm seeing people like. Adrian Peterson, Jalen Samuels, Malcolm Brown, and then, like, Rashad Penny and, like, Damian Harris and Joshua Kelly, like I said earlier. Anthony McFarland, those rookies. A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely going to take a shot on, like, one of the rookies or, like, Rashad Penny or something that's shown. Yeah. I'm not going to pick, like, a Adrian Peterson or Carlos Hyde to come in and give me eight points if I put him in. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's my thought on running backs. I don't hardly ever pick those guys. No, I I agree with that. Carlos Hyde is kind of – well, well, no, because you're right. Rashad Payne's there. But, I mean, I don't know. Carlos Hyde I thought was a little bit interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. But but only because Chris Carson's hurt, you know, gets hurt. And so I was saying Carlos Hyde could be, the you know, if if Chris Carson – I mean, if Carlos Hyde becomes the guy – Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, he did pretty good for Houston. You know, he was a thousand-yard runner last year. You know, he didn't catch the, you know, he wasn't involved in the passing game really. But, you know, he was, you know, he did, you know, he, he, he I mean, he, he played well for Houston. You know. Uh, yeah. I, I just mean, hate having those guys in my fantasy but, team. But I agree with you. I know what you mean though. Those kind of running, <laughs> you know, those kind of running yeah. backs that don't have any value, even if you know. No upside. Right. No real upside, especially because yeah. they're not. You know, they don't have. You know, they, they don't catch the ball. You know, so they're not even on there on third down. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I guess you know, I guess there's a place for them on certain teams, you know. Yeah. There's a place for them on certain teams, but I guess yeah. the way I build my teams, I don't usually like getting those guys. I yeah I know I, I'm kind of we we kind of draft the same a little bit, you know yeah. you know yeah I mean, I'll draft safer rec- safer receivers like I'll draft like Jameson Crowder and like Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. I don't know why rather than Carlos Hyde I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. Like, I like him a lot this year. Yeah. Me too. Um, Man, all right. Well, God, that was fun. I mean, man, our first podcast, you know, just kind of yep. spitballing. <clears throat> uh, Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right, man. Well, Matt, it was fun. Um, no, not really sure how to end one of these, so I'm just gonna say. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so I'm just gonna say thank you guys for listening. Those yep. of you that did, you know, um, and uh, you know, look out, look out for the Fantasy Pain podcast. You know, we're gonna be trying to upload two or three times a week. So. Just want to say thank you very much, and you guys have a good one.